Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe Do You, a paranormal podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. So today's guest reached out. Of course, we decided to have them on. We always love having people reach out. So Sunshine, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit further? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I do. I go by two different names. I, I always say my birth given name is is Jen. That's a Jennifer. My parents gave me that name. But the universe gifted me with the name Sunshine. So I am Sunshine, the pink haired psychic medium. I'm also a high <laughs> priestess and a Reiki master as well. Um, so pretty excited to be here. Um, I, we are doing a round. I've actually got a number of folks in the paranormal space. I, I don't know, got really into this again, um, have, have dabbled in this a number of different, you know, for years. Um, so I'm super excited to be here today because anytime I get to talk about this stuff with folks, it's like a secret, like dirty little passion of mine. I've got to tell you that. Yeah. For sure. And it, it mean, always, uh, we bring it up all the time. It seems that it, oh, it, it, it usually is for people. It's not something that you openly go out there advertising a lot of times. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's that's that's a really that's a really true statement. So I mean I advertise obviously that I'm a psychic medium. So it, it does venture into that space, mm-hmm. right? Um and I find that people stumble into my path because of their own experiences sometimes and wanting to know and understand. But yeah, it's not something, even though I, I'd say that I'm a psychic medium, it's not always like the topic of conversation is like the paranormal and the ghosts and the hauntings and the things of that nature. They're usually trying to talk to loved ones, not the ghosts that are haunting their house. Yeah. Yeah. No, and um, I am. I'm curious. You know, you, you kind of mentioned uh, off the recording. You know, you said you're kind of getting into uh, ghost adventures. But what kind of, or I guess, let me ask you the question that we always ask our guests: What was your very first paranormal experience mm. that you can remember? Yeah, you um, you set me up for that one. So that's an interesting question because I didn't know it was a paranormal experience when it happened. I had no clue. Um, I've seen spirits since I was a kid. Um, I've, I've seen ghosts since I was a child. And so my 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 first memory is I would go into the basement of the house that I was in and I would see a spirit. And it really creeped me out as a kid. And so I would often end up there and I'd end up running back upstairs. But I had to be down there this particular time. This is why the memory is so like vivid to me. Like I had to do laundry or something like my mom had a chore that I needed to be in the basement for an extended period of time and the spirit wouldn't leave. And so I started to like, I don't know if you did this or like, and obviously your listeners aren't going to see, but you know, also I'll try to describe when you're a little, like your joints kind of aren't the same. And so you'd be able to like, pop your kind of like thumb back and like kind of like pop that joint a little bit and then you could like pop it back in just by moving your thumb so there Mm -hmm. was this weird thing and so that's what I would do and so this like physical kind of like short little uncomfortable pain made him disappear huh interesting yeah yeah it made him disappear but I mean now as an adult I realized I just I distract, like I associated that act with making him go away. But like, yeah, I had no clue as a child that this was what it was or what I was seeing. Like, I just knew I got an uncomfortable feeling like someone was there and I would see these like fuzzy apparitions. And um, yeah, so that was the first paranormal experience that I, I remember was being, and I was probably about, I don't know, 
real young, real young, like five, mm-hmm. five, six. Yeah. So when you were saying the whole pain thing, I thought I was thinking the pain was kind of just like a little like it would take your mind off of the focus of seeing what you were seeing. So that would that's why it would like kind of switch off because it's like, oh, pain. It's like, oh, I'm not focused on what I'm seeing anymore. So and and yeah, that's it. However you want to look at it, Mm -hmm. that's exactly it. Like it was it was like a little shock to my system that distracted me enough. Yeah. Uh, But then I. Once it happened, I tied that to it every single time. That's how mm. I, I, I remember using it a couple other times uh, as a kid too. That's interesting. And I and was did, gonna did he oh, res- no, just like if he scared you, or if it was more of a like he, he's not supposed to be there, so that's why he's scary kind of thing. Or yeah, if it was, it was it, unknown, right? You know, yeah, we, yeah. Like, humans often have a fear of the unknown. And so it was just weird and it was strange. I mean, as an adult now, and especially as I've been further along, like I've been in a really intense part of my spiritual journey um, for the last like almost four years, I've learned it was my grandfather. Oh, okay. My grandfather passed away when I, uh, when my father was eight years old. So I never knew my dad's, my dad's father. And I have since, you know, as I've kind of explored and done a lot more like deep reflection and meditation on it, have, have realized that my father, there was a workbench. There was like this area back in the basement that my dad had set up as a workbench. And I've, I've, I've actually had visions that my father used to sit back there and talk to his dad a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my grandfather's energy was just in this space on a regular basis. And I had no clue. I had no clue up until, like, really the last couple of years that my grandfather was always around. It's just that particular in the basement because of how often my dad actually talked to him and, and things of that nature. His energy was a lot more um, prominent, present. Yeah, prominent in that space. So he often was hanging out with me is what he's told me. But yeah, um, I just never had seen or witnessed him until I'd been, you know, down in that kind of space. Uh, And now I'm actually getting kind of some visions. I'm I'm thinking my dad must have had a photo of him down there. I'm seeing it up on the wall right now, but I didn't even, you know, didn't recognize, like realize it as a kid, you know, still wouldn't have associated it. Mm -hmm. When you said that he, for like a Mm -hmm. brief moment, when you said that he was talking to him, I imagine that he had already passed away and that he was talking to him in the basement. Yeah. My, my dad's father, um, when my dad was eight years old, my dad's father, the, the, the story is controversial. Was in the basement of their home, supposedly cleaning a rifle and the rifle went off. So Yes. Um, my dad never really knew his father, you know, because he was eight years old when he passed and, you know, I've looked back on it and just, you know, like, like I said, I'm a psychic medium. So I, I have explored some of these things and my, um, my dad's childhood was very difficult. And my father put a lot of blame on my, on his dad because of that, you know, just like all of these things. And so a lot of the conversations that I've like kind of gone back and replayed in my head between him and you know, my grandfather and my dad were actually my dad being very angry at my grandfather for, mm-hmm. for you know, not knowing what to do. And my dad's a, um, 
my dad's an alcoholic. I'm a recovering alcoholic. It runs in the, you know, the family, but yeah, it was a, it was, it was these very kind of like sad and angry conversations of like frustration and, you know, not feeling like he had a, you know, parental figure and things of that nature. Um, so like, that's part of, I think, in that space of why, it, you know, if you think about the paranormal, it's much more prevalent that energy can, can, you know, resonate in low vibrational emotions a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I have a feeling that's the other reason why he was, I picked him up more in that space was because let's be real. My dad was dealing with anger. You right. Know? And then that's if a, you, an energy. Sorry. I was just gonna say, and then if you believe in like stone tape theory, you know, in a basement where it's underground, you know, like surrounded by residual energy, earth, and yeah, it's just Mm -hmm. all that energy is being kind of stored in that space. So it would make sense if you, again, if you believe in stone tape theory, that all that would be down in there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was crazy, but I was roughly around that age too. When I have these very first memories, they all disappeared too. Um, my own guides took my gifts away for many, many years. Uh, yeah. Um, there was, you know, total personal information, uh, but it's, it's relevant and part of the story. Um, there was, my mother actually became pregnant around the, I was around the age of around six and my father didn't want her to have another child. And so my spirit guides took these gifts away because they didn't want me to meet uh, my so, got deceased, you. Got you. my deceased yeah. sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, mind blowing discovery to learn. Cause you just, wow. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it wasn't until I was in my late teens that I, I actually started to connect to spirits again. I was going to say, so, so what was that like to, I mean, we, we always talk about how children or it's, it's easier for them to see things and, and, and feel things. Um, and then at a certain age, you were told that it's not real or it's your imagination or whatever. Um, so what was it like being older now and kind of touching in, or getting back into that? Like what was there like a catalyst for that? Did it come suddenly or were you freaked out by that or what? Um, so my grandmother is a medium. Um, she used to refer to it as talking to the angels, but when I was around the age of probably 12 or 13, it started to be known that she was talking to spirit, talking to angels on the other side. And so this, I think, was like my permission to explore it again. And my grandmother, devout Catholic woman, right? Like, that's why she referred to it as talking to the angels, yeah. devout Catholic <laughs> woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... I just, I I was fascinated. I thought it was very interesting. And I remember just having one or two conversations with her and she passed when I was at the age of 19. And, um, it was about a year after my grandmother had passed that my aunts, uh, my, my grandfather and some aunts and some of the family were heading on vacation to Hawaii. They were, they were heading to vacation to Hawaii. And I got a phone call around Christmas and my grandfather said, would you like to go? I will pay for your airfare. I will pay for your hotel. You just have to spend, you know, find a way to, for all your spending money, your food and your spending money. And I was like, uh, Maui, 10 days expenses covered. (laughs) Yes, please. Um, and so we were there and my aunt, my mom's youngest sister and I hung out a lot. She was, she's only like maybe 15 years, my senior. Right. So I'm 18. She's like, maybe not even 15. Maybe she's like, 12. She's like 36, 37, right? So we're still like kind of cool. 
And we just got to talking a lot and kind of talking about my grandmother and the gifts. And I was like, I think I have them. And um, one of the nights we got back and my uh, grandmother with the family, I'd never participated, but a number of the aunts and the cousins had participated in seances or talking to the angel circles with my grandmother. And so my aunt was like, would you like to give it a try? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, but like, think about it. If you're yeah. gonna make an ass out of yourself, do it in front of your, your family, family. Yeah. Uh, first. And so I sat there, and we like closed, turned the lights out, and it's all my cousins. I got like three or four little cousins, and my aunt and my uncle. And I think my grandfather had probably already went to sleep, and uh, we did. We tried, and I would, you know, just close my eyes and started to like describe what I, you know, saw. And lo and behold, um, lo and behold, I'm, I'm, I, there is a, um, like a boyfriend or a childhood friend of one of my aunts that I described to a T. Uh, I described one of the spirit guides that I saw. I literally was my cousins and I described it in the same way that my grandmother had. And so like all of this, like validation right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, Wow. Uh, wow. Right. And uh, it was amazing. And so I, even after that, I was kind of like iffy and hemmed and hawed and how much I really, you know, wanted to use it and things. Of that. And I, you know, there was a couple of times I had uh, I have this story. There's this gentleman, I was on maybe a second date and I made the comment about it and he was like, no way you can't do that. That's crazy. He's total skeptic. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I proceed to describe his grandfather. Yep. <laughs> and I never heard from that gentleman. I was going to say, yeah, shut him up yeah. real quick. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, like the date ended about an hour later oh, and never goodness. heard from him again. <laughs> that was a good thing. Yeah. You got to sift through, you know, so yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Fuck around and find out, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Ex- exactly. So, you know, I when I was younger, I just kind of hemmed and hawed. I, I worked with the psychic abilities a lot more, tarot cards and things like that, but I didn't really dabble too much into the the mediumship mostly because I don't know it's just it's one of those things of like how are people gonna see it and how is it gonna be judged is it is it you know even though I had these situations where I'd get this validation it was always Mm -hmm. I was so young I didn't know what to do if I didn't get the validation yeah what would I do if I was wrong right you know um so yeah, it's a. I mean, I've since learned how to how to uh, approach and respond to that. But yeah, that was that was kind of how it all started and came back around. It wasn't just when I was a kid, but it, it did come back around at some point. Well, that's good. Well, first off, I want to be your grandmother when I grow up and just hold seances with my <laughs> all my my children and their children, and like that sounds awesome. Um, but it, it kind of almost sounds like it's it kind of runs in the family a bit. It seems like. Oh, you yeah. say your grandmother is on. Was this grandmother on your mother or your father's side? My mother's mother side. side. It's always yeah. the mother's side. I feel like. Mm-hmm. No, it is not all the always the mother's side. I've had it be the father's side because I do coach and mentor a lot of folks gotcha. in this space, right? Yeah. Um, and so it is. It is definitely more predominant, but I would say it's like a sixty forty split. Hmm. Not like not like a ninety ten or anything. Yeah. It's, there's, it still runs, but it is much more. And I think the reason why is because um, women will talk about it more often. 
So it sounds like it happens on the mother's side more often, whereas and it's just not a topic of conversation when it is dad that yeah. has the intuitive gifts. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, it's crazy. But yes, so, runs in the family. My aunts have had some crazy things that, you know, their stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely runs <laughs> in the family. So I, I know for, for Eric and I, there's always, or at least, or I guess I won't speak for him, but for myself, like there's always this uh, fear, I guess, kind of associated with speaking to the dead because it's like, well, they're dead. You can and speak it's for like, me in this topic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So how, how, how do you get past that, um, that fear of, I guess it is kind of an unknown thing, but how, how how did you get past that and be like, oh, okay, it's just a spirit. We can talk and communicate and create boundaries and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious first where, what, what lies beyond that fear for you guys? I, at least for me personally, I, I don't want to see something maybe that, um, yeah, would kind of spook me or I don't want to necessarily be touched without, I guess, without my permission sort of thing or things like that, that uh, I, I guess it is mostly about creating boundaries, but that's my fears is coming into con- contact, I guess, with someone who's maybe not so nice. And uh, yeah. I think for me, it's the same thing. It's just uh, seeing like not being able to turn it off. And just seeing mm. things more constantly, and because uh, the thing is, like, I when I've seen things, like I've seen things, like not it. It hasn't just been, oh, I hear something because I've I have heard things, but it's more like it's, it's right there. You know what I mean? Uh, so just say being in my house and walking into a room, and all of a sudden somebody's standing in my room. That's gonna freak me out you know what i mean uh or you know just things like that just not being able to stop it from happening you know it just you know just happening on its own without me wanting it to and then yeah like that so there's a couple of layers kind of behind what you guys are are saying and so like number one you know you if you're studying and researching the paranormal for them to like physically manifest Mm -hmm. it's 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 not very it's not the most common way Right. And it takes a lot for them to be able to do it. So like literally your building or something like you would have to have some kind of energy source for them to be like pulling from to be able to manifest on a regular basis. Just, you know, mm-hmm. out of the gate. Um, <clears throat> right. What you're talking about in that perspective is not psychic abilities per se. Right. So in other words, I, I believe everybody has psychic abilities. But if something literally manifests in front of you, it is not your psychic ability that is allowing you to see it. It's your literal just ability to see, meaning, you know, a blind person could still psychically see them. A blind person would not be able to see the physical manifestation, though. It's like third eye versus physical eyes. Yeah, yeah. So third eye versus physical eye. So that's like, that's one of the things It just it's not very common to have that kind of physical manifestation on this regular, you know, basis, you know, you, you look at any of these paranormal investigators, they'll tell you that they could be back to the same location, five times and only see a physical manifestation, a blip that they question, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, now, as far as the psychic abilities of not being able to turn it off, it can happen. There are certain people that I work with that have a, a struggle. And at that particular point, they are, they are actually stepping closer towards psychosis. 
meaning they're having a hard time staying in reality and they get too many flashes, right? So they have a way open crown, way open uh, overactive third eye, and they're not grounding themselves in reality enough. That right there, what I described is what I find most people are, are, that's where the fear comes from, right? That's, That's why I asked. That's what a lot of people is that they're not, and that's kind of what you described there, Eric, they're not going to stop, be able to stop it. They're not going to be able to bring themselves back, so to speak, Yeah. right? And so in that regard, you have to, it's not just about the boundary that you set. It's also the ensuring that you have a regular habit of grounding, right? That you have a regular habit of grounding, which grounding can be, you know, making sure to walk barefoot on the grass. It can be holding, you know, a piece of obsidian, whatever, you know, form that, you know, shape or form that you want to actually ground in. Um, from that point, I typically recommend that people start with your ancestors. Start asking just for your ancestors to come forward. Just asking for them, asking just, you know, praying for them to surround you and to protect you. Just there. Once you do that, it's a lot easier to be confident to open yourself up because you trust your ancestors to keep any of that harmful shit away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The things that are going to be the low vibration, the energy um, suckers, the things of that nature. It's like, I've been in certain like haunted spaces and I've, I've been in a couple of different, like, you know, and people are always like, Oh, is it too much? And I'm like, I was like, I, it's actually hard for me because especially if I'm in like a big group of people, that's how I've done these. I've done a couple of them. It's like five, six people they take you through. And I'm like, I have to have so much protection up from those people. Yeah. I'm more concerned about the humans. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And their low vibrational shit than I am the dead people to be, uh, to be really frank with you. Yeah. Right. I'm more concerned about the guy that's standing next to me, hiding like a drug addiction or like, you know, a domestic violence habit yeah. that I'm picking up on than the ghosts that existed a hundred years ago and, you know, yeah. blew their brains out and just keeps, you know, residually showing up. And that I, I'm more concerned about the humans most of the time yeah. than I am the actual ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. That Does sense. that answer that? Does <laughs> that help share? Like you can, you can set the boundaries, but you know, um, You've got to have the grounding and you have to make sure, like I always recommend starting with your ancestors, pulling them forward. No, I, I think that's, yeah, perfectly a, a, a great, great way to kind of ease into it. Like those aren't people that we should necessarily be afraid of, you know, and, and they're there to help. And I mean, I know very much so that uh, our, our grandmother is, is still nearby and is like always like you can still feel her kind of thing. So I'm like, I know if I call her, like she'll be the first one to, and when she has to, to be like, Hey, there's something like figure it out, <laughs> get it away from you kind of thing. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, just seems logical. I don't know why I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's pretty easy. It's, you yeah. know, well, it, it's, um, we often don't think in that other space, right? Like we, we are so human in this world that it's just not always, you know, a second nature to think about the other dimensions and how, how we actually, we are actually in them too. Yeah. Like we're not just in this physical dimension. We're in all of the other, like that same ethereal space that these spirits and these ghosts walk in. We're there. Mm Mm-hmm. 
right? We're just also in this physical world at the same time. So we forget that like, yeah, you could just, your ancestors are hanging out, right? They're, they're there with you right now. They're, you know, and they're actually both with you, right? And people, because there's no such thing as space and time in, in that regard. So, yeah. yeah. So then how, how would you, um, you know, if you're doing a reading for someone, I've, I've, I guess, heard like other mediums where it's like they have a whole bunch of people trying to come at them at once because, you know, everyone has something to say kind of thing. How do you kind of sift through? Is it like someone's louder than the other or someone's more respectful of your space kind of thing? Or how, how do you pick and choose? Yeah, you know, it probably depends, right? So there's a couple of different ways that you can do like a mediumship reading or actually call folks forward. Sometimes people will sit down and they want to hear from a certain person, right? And so they're literally trying to get so-and-so forward. So we'll call and we'll ask for them to come forward. I mean, I would say 80% of the time that person does and the other 30%, maybe somebody else does. And yeah, I mean, you just, you start having conversations. Like I, it's, it's funny because I've, I don't realize I do it, but I've had people tell me, they're like, you know, we can see you having these conversations, right? Because I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, they're like you, you go quiet. And I was like, oh, yeah. right. So I, every yeah. I try to do it at the same time. But yeah, I mean, I'll be having like multiple conversations and like, I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, finally I have to tell my client, I'm like, I'm sorry, they won't leave. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I literally tried to get them to. Right. And so at that particular point is you recall my grandmother's a medium. Yeah. She's on the other side. She passed away oh, when I was 19. So I'm like, hey, grandma, could you do me a favor? And so she will actually help. And so she'll uh, she'll pull them aside and distract them. Or I've had spirits that are struggling with their transition. And so at that, at that point, I ask her, you know, will you help them with their, you know, making the rest of their transition and so that they're in a place and, and things of that nature. So yeah, that's normally how it happens. But I do, um, I do also do, and a lot of mediums will do what is referred to as gallery styled reading, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And at that point, yeah, you can see a whole room and you can just ask for folks like who, who wants to come forward and you'll start to see. And at that point, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, like I see a fire truck and they're like, my husband was a fireman, you know? Yeah. That's how a, nor- a lot of people think of a medium yeah. uh, yes. reading is that gallery style. Yeah. Well, I there's a question I always like to ask uh, psychics or mediums or psychic mediums. I feel like there is kind of a... Um, everyone thinks that they're the same thing. So do you mind kind of explaining mm-hmm. how a psychic is different from a medium and how, or psychic medium is different? From, yeah. All that. <laughs> or your definition. Yeah. I no, guess. I mean, yeah. that's a good question. Yeah. No, I actually, it, it is something I've been asked a handful of times. So uh, I always like to explain. So a psychic is an individual that's going to use their psychic abilities in order to gain information that isn't otherwise known, right? So our psychic abilities, you think of clairvoyance, our ability to see, clairaudience, our ability to hear, uh, clairsentience, feeling, claircognizance, just knowing. There's also ones for scent and taste, but they've got a little bit stranger names. Um, so every single one of our actual physical senses has an associated sixth sense, right? Psychic ability. Um, even our sixth sense, this is what I always kind of like, you know, they say like, you have five senses. No, you have six, right? And that's sixth sense. Well, our sixth sense associates to the claircognizance. It's just ability to know. Just, I don't know why I know. I just know. So psychics, 
themselves are typically going to be leveraging all of those abilities. Even a tarot card reader is leveraging those abilities in some way, shape, or form, right? A medium is an individual that is going to connect to spirits or entities or energies that are in another dimension, another realm, or you know, across the veil in some way, shape, or form. They are literally connecting to other, other spirit. They are using all of their psychic abilities to do that. So every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic will choose to be a medium. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's- and so as a psychic medium, you're actually, you, you typically, that's you're using that title because you're saying, hey, I'll use my psychic abilities to answer questions for you and I'll use my mediumship if, if that's that's what you want, the path you want to go down. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for kind of clarifying and, and giving us your, you know, your definitions of it and like the, the difference of that. Um, and then the other question that I had or that kind of came to mind as you're explaining that, I know like with mediumship, yes, you can speak to people who have passed. What other sort of um, yeah entities can you speak to as well? Almost anything that does not exist on this physical plane. And even like things that exist on any spirit. So, I mean, I can talk to animals nice. right? Yeah. that are both here and and past. Um, you know, I, I do every now and again hear like plants and, and, and actual like earth, like living matter. Um, ghosts, obviously. Uh, yeah. Spirit guides, long, long standing ethereal beings. Right. So if you think about any of the, any of the deities that folks have like recognized and provided, you know, so uh, any type of energy beh- behind uh, aliens. <laughs> aliens. I want to know what they're seen. saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, they are the one that I'm like the least comfortable with. Yeah. I, like yeah. I, all the time. Yes. Yeah. Very. And, and not like out of fear, but out of just like. So different. Their their story is. Yes, their story is just so ill ill told, right? Like it's just people have such varying different cons, and they think it's hilarious. They like really do. They just find it very funny, right? And so, like it was. I I remember the first time I ever saw one. I I do this public event. It's a low cost event, and you can jump on, and people will just stumble into it, and you get to ask me one question. And I'll answer it. And so this person jumps on and they're like, I know this is going to be sound really weird. And I'm like, I love weird, right? Like there is nothing anybody has ever asked me that is actually weird. And they go, they proceed to say, like, I, I believe that I'm connected to an alien. All of a sudden, bap, there they come and they're waving at me. And I'm like, oh, oh no. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. I'm wow. like, I've never seen one before. And I'm just like. And I like, can't like look at it. I'm like, this is just weird. This is yeah. just so strange. So, um, yeah. So they, yes. So it's a that is the there. It's just it's just weird because they're 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 actually very prevalent. They're around many of us. Um, that some of them are actually us from the future. It's like future versions of us that actually travel back now to help ourselves. Like, hmm. yeah, yeah. And so, um. And it's, it's, it's very, it's very amusing. I have a friend that she started going down the path of researching them and she finally admits it because she knows like my stance is just like, she finally admits it to me or like we were finishing an event. So we, we were on an event, um, a psychic fair. We're in a hotel room, like 
decompressing after the first night. And she's like telling, she's like, I've been reading all of the, um, what is it? Doreen Cannon. Yes, that sounds correct. Uh, something. Something Cannon. Yes. Cannon something. And she's like, and I was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, I've been reading all about the aliens. And the moment she does this little like snicker, (laughs) this little like mischievous, devious look on my face, I see three of them pop up around her. And I'm like, why did you do uh, that? I'm like, really? Because they won't, they they don't, they're always there. But yeah. I'm just like, please don't show yourself. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to see them. There's so many of them. Yeah. There's more sometimes in a space than I actually see like spirits of folks. Yeah. So yeah, aliens are the other one. But any type of, and that's why I kind of describe it, any type of energetic being or energetic spirit um, can be communicated uh, with in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now that's like another little layer of fear <laughs> added to the seeing things. No, um, but so what? I mean, what what is their purpose? Why are they hanging around us, or what what do they also look like? I mean, is it the traditional like little gray alien, or like you know things that people describe? Yeah. Or are they completely different than they do? They show they show up in those various different forms. Sometimes they'll be, they'll appear more just like a shadow, the gray alien. They've showed up as like um, Slimer-ish to me. You know oh, how wow. like in the, yeah. in the, yeah. And so I've asked them, I'm like, why? And they say, we don't create the. So what they actually say is they aren't here in physical form. They're here in etheric form. They're here like they're astral projecting, astral traveling. And they're like, we show up however you want to see us in that, in that regards. And so whatever that particular individual's belief is on how they look is how they present themselves to me. Yeah. I've, I've heard that before too. It's it's, it's weird. It's yeah. Well, hopefully they, nobody's thinking they look like uh, xenomorphs from Aliens. I'm sure they no, are. No, that'd be terrifying. No, I, I, I've yet to see any of them like that. But I think that's part of the reason why I'm like, please don't just show yourselves to me because you just show up and that's how it is. Like, yeah, I, I'd be like horrified, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe if it was the dreadlocked alien, I would think he would be cool looking. <laughs> Yeah. Like the predator, yeah. you know, yeah. with the Predators. mask on. Yeah, if he's yeah. got the mask off, uh, no, maybe not mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Dolores yeah, Cannon, that one, I Dolores believe. Cannon. Dolores Cannon, yeah, yes, yes, like, it is. It's like, like I popped you know, it in my mind, like, but I'm like, it's Google, <laughs> yes, yes, totally. Yeah. Dolores Cannon, yeah, she yeah. speaks about, and there's a lot of like when you get into the, the, the spiritual, um you know, deep into a lot of these esoteric, there's a lot that, that believe in the concept of aliens actually being here to help humanity and save us from ourselves because we are a bunch of knuckleheads that just really <laughs> yeah. um, struggle to live. That's a nice know, way to put, put it. Yeah. Knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knuckleheads. Yeah. We're just, I mean, it's, that's just what we are. We're just, yeah. you know, it's just weird. I, mean, I, like, I can why, think of a few other we do. We do. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll go there. <laughs> Uh, that's that's crazy. Or, I mean, not crazy, but like crazy cool, uh, I guess. Because yeah, it's I don't know for some reason, like it's a little more comfortable thinking like, oh, a spirit, someone who actually lived on this earth and this and that. But it's when you think about whether it's alien or even like nature spirits and stuff like that, like it, you're, it's not. I don't know. It's like it's not human, so it must be weird. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and I know that. Oh, go ahead. 
Well, you know, I, I think what it is, is we, once again, that fear of the unknown. And so if we don't know it, we, there's this like piece of us that wants to judge it. And this judgment often ends up, is it good or bad? Like for whatever reason, humans like default first judgment mm -hmm. is, is this good or bad? Yeah. Like, and so, you know, it, it's just, I, I just don't believe in that. Like, so you mentioned even the nature spirits, like, frankly, those are the ones you need to be the most concerned of, right? Like, you know, when you talk about people that have literally put energetic into the land and that land has now taken on a personified, because we treat the land like shit. Yeah. Right. So like, those those babies will like lash right and you talk about like tornadoes hurricanes earthquakes like why do you think that stuff happens yeah that ain't because we treat in this world you know nice keep getting like I, get started, I i had a whole con well not a whole conversation but i i had a similar i was just like oh my god this is why we're all gonna die dude like a conversation with somebody who is very much into drilling and diesel. I mean, we live in Texas, so. Oil. And I said, you know, dude, like when when the heat continues to get as bad as it's been getting here, and then we're getting those crazy winters that we've n really never seen before more frequently, and we we're in hurricane like the hurricane area mm -hmm. when the these hurricanes are getting stronger. Like, I don't want to hear you complaining when all that stuff starts to happen because we're continuing to drill for oil and, you know, uh, not take you care of the planet. Yeah. And you're driving your diesel truck and you're proud that Texas has the most diesel trucks and stuff. And then he goes, well, it's good for my business. And I'm like, all right, dude, well, that's why we're fucked. You know? Yeah. Mm. Um, well, that's why he certainly is. Yeah. Right. He certainly is. But there are a number of us humans in this world that know and recognize and understand the concept of the collective consciousness and we're all one. And, you know, um, it's it's interesting and not to, you know, I guess par I guess it is, you know, kind of paranormal if you, you talk about the afterlife and things of that nature. But there is you know, Christianity has the belief in the rapture. Right. That mm -hmm. at some point, you know, and I I have what I have seen this as is it's not the end. It's not like death per se, but it is, there is a whole level of human humans that recognize and understand that, that to be truly happy, you have to be into like a path of enlightenment. You have to be like treating the world beautifully and people beautifully and all of this great stuff. And then the people that are literally driving the diesel trucks and it's good for my business um, are going to be miserable and feeling shitty and dealing with health problems and, you know, wondering why their wife left them and, you know, their dog ran away and they're just, they're just going to be miserable humans. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's kind of my theory is like, we're, we might not all pass away, uh, but those that don't learn that, you know, we are all a part of this. Um, they're they're going to be the ones that are, are suffering uh, in the world that they've created versus us finding the beauty and what's still here. You know, it's just it's a big difference. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I mean, I I definitely feel it's like all these people or a lot of people, and yes, money does solve some problems, but a lot of people feel that like the more money, the happier they'll be. And then you see all these people who are like millionaires, billionaires, and they just are miserable. 
And it's like, I mean, it just kind of speaks to the, the enlightenment aspect that, that you're talking about. It's, I mean, it's deeper than just like that guy. It's good for my business. Like, great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The more connections yeah. that you have, the happier it will be, but the more money will not be. The more connections. Yeah. You're, you know, connected and you care about people and people care about you. Yeah. You'll see that happiness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, mm-mm. And you'll be the ones haunting this earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miserable we'll, because we'll just be coming back and laughing at you. I know, I know, I know. It's like um, I, yeah, I heard that I've been watching Ghost Adventures again, and I don't know if you have you guys watched the whole series like a million times. Eric I've Morse watched I. multiple episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the later seasons I haven't really watched because I feel like if the first seasons were out there, like these later seasons are like really out there. Zach Baggins. Kind I'm of. hoping so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I adore, I, I adore him. I really yeah. do. Cause he's just, he's like, he's, a he's passionate about what he does. Yeah, yeah he is. Uh, but we just watched, they had their second visit. Cause I think we're on like season four where they end up at Bob Mackey's there in Kentucky again. And like, that's, that's what I think of. Like you've got these like horrible, horrible places. And it's like, all of these folks that are not taking care of the earth and aren't doing what they need to do for humanity come back and like live as these miserable, miserable hauntings. And, you know, then they're just going to be exercised by a bishop at some point, you know, and just, <laughs> poof, there you go. And now you get to live in whatever that other land is that exists beyond the dead. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Well, that, um, I ventured there. that was actually a question that I was going to ask you is that do you, because uh, I, this is part of the reason why I don't watch the show as much as like everything's a demon. Um, so do you mm-hmm. feel that these, I guess, maybe spirits who are assholes in life become assholes in death and then can be perceived as these like darker spirits or entities that, yeah, have to be exercised by a priest? Yeah, I go back to I go back to what I said. Humans, our first thing that we want to do, is it good? Is it bad? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just like our first judgment. Um, and here's the reality demons don't exist unless you're in like that in most parts unless you're in that christian spiritual belief right Mm -hmm. if you go all the way back um the word daemon is not a bad evil negative entity right there's actually a lot of you know in uh magical work where you're working with daemons they are considered um more earthbound spirits versus heavenly spirits Right. And mm-hmm. so they're not good nor bad. They're actually just a thing. Um, so I do I do believe to answer kind of your 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 question that, yes, these shitty people. Right. So the, the episode that keeps flashing into my head was um, the in Bob Mackey's there's like the basement and uh, there's supposedly a evil spirit or a demon in that particular basement. And I guess the story is this was an individual that was a Satan worshiper that murdered his pregnant wife as a sacrifice for Satan. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So he's supposedly haunting right. that. Mm. Yeah. That basement in, in uh, now here's, there's a whole bunch of things that you have to kind of like unpack there. I mean, is he himself a demon no, my understanding and definition of demons, even when we go and we look in the like the Jewish mysticism and we go like you can't you're not just like 
a a de- you're not a human that died and becomes a demon. You're still mm-hmm. a really shitty spirit. Yeah. There's still you're malicious, right? You're malicious. I prefer to use the word malicious if I'm going to describe it versus a demon because to me demon is a demon assumes uh you're a Christian, right? Uh if you're looking into that background. Um but I also believe um demons are are you guys familiar with the term a thought form? Yeah. Like a so what is a thought form it's this belief that a thought actually ta- actually takes like literally yeah. takes kind of form and so um, a lot of ma- <laughs> think of the yeah, word. so a lot of magic a-, a lot of magic will re- revolve around like thought forms and things of that nature and so i do believe thought forms can be demonic that i do believe uh, but I don't think like a human that passes and crosses over. I do think that they are a malicious entity, but that's just, um, you know, I mean, that's a whole slew. I am, I was raised Catholic. So Same-sies. my perspective, yeah. So my perspective of, you know, I believe a lot of that Catholic and, and Catholic church created a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, in order, a lot of the dogma around, you know, demons and demonology in order to instill fear in the followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just not a big fan of it in that regards. And I know that that is one of the things like Zach is very much so, um, you know, expresses and talks about that. I can't remember, depending on how far you get, but they do end up at some point. They introduce um, when Nick leaves, uh, they bring Jay in. Jay Wheeler, I think is his name. And Jay actually is a witch. And so he, um, I believe, starts to change a little bit of Zach's, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've saw I've saw, seen those th- yeah. seasons, but they don't they don't. I don't think he shows up until like season ten or eleven. Jay I, Wheeler is, is he the one that used to be the camera guy that they all of a sudden started? Oh no, never mind. No, that's Aaron. Yeah, Aaron is also we we refer to him as he's Scooby, he's Shaggy, Zoinks. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that they always tell him to go into like. Always. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is I the think. most evil room in the entire world. Yeah. Aaron, you're going to spend the night there by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm I th- I'm talking, I think it's another dude. He's kind of. Uh, they might have brought him in as a, it's been a minute since I've seen those, uh, those later seasons. So they yeah. might have brought him in as a camera guy to start. I just remember I have this uh, um, image that keeps showing up of one of the episodes where he literally d- did a spell. Huh. Nice. on the episode yeah. yeah and they were at the, they were at some like bridge maybe down in maybe this was this bridge down in texas i know it was a bridge down in the south yeah one of these days i'm gonna i'm gonna i, I do want to find someone i'm like very very interested in finding a paranormal investigator and being able to ride along as the actual medium like the psychic medium um just to see because i've i've not I've not done it in that fashion. It's all been public events that I've done. Yeah. Yeah. So that was going to be one of my next questions is if you've ever done an investigation or, or actually then have you ever gone into a known haunted space and then kind Sorry, of. Sorry, really quick. Jay, Jay Wasley. That's, that's. Jay Wasley. That I is think the I'm lagging. Thank oh, okay. you. But that's the guy who I was thinking about because uh, I remember in one episode too, like he's in the circle and he's like ringing these bells and. Mm-hmm. That's when this like piece of like hot like stone or something comes through supposedly, but you can it comes from like off camera, so it's kind of like uh, I don't know. Dude. <laughs> but yeah, he's the one that when she said witch, like that's the one who immediately popped into my head. So I was just 
I was trying to look it up because I was like, I think it's this guy, but I'm not sure. But yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to that's interrupt, right. Michelle. That's all good. Um, yeah. So if yeah, if you've ever gone into a known haunted space and been able to to pick up stuff and get like validation of maybe the people who had lived there, stories of things that happened. I've done some public ones. So we've got a couple of areas, you know, here in, in, in Michigan and they'll do like haunt events and things like that. Um, but that's where uh, I found that it was more difficult to do the public because once again, I've got to put up all that protection to avoid everybody else that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never been able to do it where it's just like me and a gr- you know small group of investigators. That is definitely an interest that I have. What I have done, I've done, I've done these explorations remotely though. There's a couple of clients that I have that actually have come to me because of hauntings. And so I'll remote view into their locations and look and see and feel the, you know, the presence and the energy and the things of that nature and and see what we need to, to, to shift and move. Um, And I've only once actually had um, an individual where I literally recommended it was a land spirit where I'm like, you're never going to clear it. So you either need to figure out how to make, you know, be nice with it um, or you got to go. Right. Um, And I've had one other instance, um, which I believe was actually an actual possession only once out of all the folks. And yeah, the very unfortunate thing is, is uh, I'm very, you know, when it comes to the work that I do, I don't, I don't force my, my help. You have to like, you have to ask for it. Right. Um, because it would be very energetically, um, draining for me to like, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so this woman reaches out and she asks and she's like, she tells me, this is just this past spring. And she, um, she thinks her son's possessed. And I look and there's some things that I can see. Um, but I don't get at the point of like possession. We're just talking about her son at that particular point. Right. She gets a hold of me about a month and a half ago and she goes, things got okay. She did what I had suggested, but she goes, we just left and we're on a uh, vacation. My husband has a sabbatical. So now we start talking about the family is vacationing in like Vienna or something like that. And she goes, it's, it's like horrible. We've actually had to take the son to the hospital. He's been in the ER since we're here. Like she's just explaining And all of a sudden, so like sometimes, you know, as a psychic, you'll get a very clear conversation, picture, whatever. And then there's some other times where, especially in a topic like, let's be real, possession. I'm not going to just accept a like, yes, no, right? I, over the series of four days, had multiple things validate that this there was a possession happening, including my my partner had no clue, no clue. I'm gonna tell you this, no clue that I had talked to this woman about this in the morning. We're sitting there at night, my partner, my niece, and I, and I was like, "You want to watch a movie?" Yep. What do you want to watch? I said, "I don't want to pick." So they go searching through, and my partner goes, "Why don't we watch The Conjuring?" And I'm like, "Oh, what's?" I, and I, I'm clueless because I really, I, I seriously was, I was like, oh, The Conjuring, cool. What, what was that about? About a possession. I'm like, you're kidding me. Uh, I mean, I'm like, you're kidding me. 
Yeah. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Um, I'm like, well, there's something I'm supposed to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, there's something I'm supposed to see. So I did. I got the hit. Like we were, I don't know, at some point in the movie, you know, Ed Warren's up there teaching a class and he's talking about the different stages of possession. And um, yeah, I was like, that's it. That's what I was supposed to see. And I, just all of these other validations, you know, throughout. But long story short about this, you know, um, it wasn't actually the child that was possessed in the same way that the Conjuring movie. It's the father. But she, after I said, hey, I've gotten some really big downloads. I, I'd like to talk to you about this. This isn't something I'd want to share in an email. Please let me know if you've got some time and you'd like to discuss. Well, we set up an appointment and that day came and an hour before the appointment, she said, I'm not doing so well. I'm feeling sick. I think I'm going to go into the hospital. My husband's on his way. And I said, do you want to reschedule? She says, I'll let you know. And I never heard from uh, her No, again. I knew that was... Uh... Man, yeah. that's a bummer. So, yeah. And so, um, you know, she said that she also had said, she goes, I know, she said that she had gotten in touch with a couple of other folks. Um, and, you know, one person was going to, you know, try to do like an, uh, and so I said, cool, you go down that path too. Let me know. Um, and, you know, let me know when you, you want to reschedule. And that's when I said, I never heard from her again. So, I mean, fingers yeah. crossed something was figured out and discovered, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's interesting. And, and that's where I'm like, I'm really fascinated with the paranormal investigators. This is one of the reasons I think that I like ghost adventures is because he is very clear that they're actually using all of their psychic abilities while they're in there doing those shows. You know, they talk about the senses, they talk about just knowing they talk about, you know, you know, even um, the sound, you know, sometimes you know, there, there's, did you hear it? They're, they're like validating that other people have heard it to make sure you know, and so that is like they're using. So I, it's it's interesting that, and this is why like we all I think a lot of psychics and mediums always dance into this paranormal space because it's so hard to like not yeah. venture into the paranormal world when you're actively you know using these gifts. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I it's a I've never. I'm looking forward to it. I, I actually, I've, I've had some like hits that I'm guessing sometime next year, someone's mm. going to stumble across my path and ask me to invite me in for an investigation. So uh, I, I look forward to being able to do it and, and to get the actual validation. I know I have had instances plenty of times where I'll have been, be in places or seen or witnessed things. And then we've gone back, like my partner and I will research and find out like, yes, this did happen and those, but it's not usually like haunting. It's just like being in like a, um, in a building, some, just some things happened there and I'll, I'll pick up that energy, but it's not like an actual haunt. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we know any paranormal investigators in Michigan. So it's not. I, they ex I wish we, they exist. Yeah, they exist, and um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, there's a couple. I, I I I like broke up with social media for a year, and I'm just getting back into it again. And so, um, a couple of them are popping up on my social media. So yeah, like, yeah. Because we we know some people in the new ink, like the you know East Coast, air, you know. Uh, Someone that we Texas. could connect you to. Yeah, basically. that's what I'm saying. But uh, maybe they will stumble across your path now. Maybe, maybe. like next that's week, true. someone yeah, right? from Michigan, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> I will yeah, say that now it'll be crazy. You are now the third person 
who's come on here from Michigan, who's talked about haunted a, a haunted basement. So there's something about Michigan basements that's just, you know. Well, I had no clue <laughs> until I was an adult that basements are not in every house. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I always grew up with basements, and mm-hmm. so like it seems. But yes, I don't think. All areas of the, you know, obviously the, the, even the world have basements. Um, but yes, we do. And, uh, we also have Michigan has a lot of salt mines in mm-hmm. it. Um, and on the other side of the state, what is the other mining that they've done? Is it, is it phosphorus? Phosphorus. There's a couple of other things too. So I think we have a lot of like mineral. Um, yeah. and I don't, I'd never heard this term. What was the term you used earlier? Stone take theory. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't though, because Ghost Adventures is really like like they really I, talk they talk about I know a lot. the I know the theory you're talking yeah. about. Oh, okay. I've never heard the word. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. I've never heard the words. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh that's I didn't know it had a definition. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's you know word for it. Yeah, maybe it's in the late I know they talk about it in one of the episodes where they go to a jail or something. They mm. talk about they I think they explain I guess more in detail what stone tape theory is. Um, but I definitely know it's from ghost adventures. Cause that's where I, what I it heard it. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to pay attention yeah. to it. I'll also, mm-hmm. uh, also do a little research of it too. Yeah. It's like um, uh, stones like limestone or anything that's got quartz in it, that it just kind of is like a record mm-hmm. keeper and like picks up all that residual energy and then just kind of keeps playing it over and over. So that's where you get like, um, well, let's say like maybe just like your grandfather, maybe, working at his like workstation kind of thing and then you just kind of keep seeing that over and over because he did that so many times that energetically it just like recorded it and then it plays it out every once in a while kind of thing yeah i definitely believe in the the residual mm-hmm. um and that there are certain things that will will definitely emphasize like more you know ley lines and things of that nature yeah. i just had never heard of that that term yeah. Yeah. Um, that's also why like mountain areas has a lot, usually will have a lot of activity too. Yeah. I mean, if you do want to get a jump start on stone tape theory, we do have an episode about it. <laughs> or you deep dive into yeah, it or talk I'll, about I'll, it. Uh, um, I will have to go take a look. I was, I know I was scrolling through uh, all the topics earlier today. Mm-hmm. saw a couple that I, I'll have to go back and look at. Um, there was something else that I wanted to say and now I completely blanked, but it's okay. It probably wasn't that important uh, then. About what? What? What were we talking about? Um, Ghost Adventures. <laughs> no, no, no. It was before that. Um, we were talking about the paranormal. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god! No, I just completely blanked. You know, oh, they okay. say that's a lie. Then, when you really completely, when they, yeah, yeah, there's something that snatches a lie that's about to come out of your mouth. Yeah. Not supposed to say. <laughs> it. it was a question. So, but I, I know, know, I, I know. know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how a question can be one. But that, that's a statement I've had, been had people tell me plenty of times that when you miss lose the thought, and uh, what you were saying was 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 uh, going to be was false. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I mean it, it might have been. I well, I know I, I was going to bring up the whole Michigan the the basement thing. Um, and then I don't know. I feel like I was going to say something after that, but now I can't remember. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Um, have you ever gotten into spaces where, um, or actually, no, hold on. Maybe, maybe I'll ask that question. I wanted to ask this one before and I just remembered it. Uh, but objects about objects being haunted. I've heard some people are like, no, an object can't be haunted. And other people like, I guess kind of similar to like the residual energy that it's 
it's more of that than it is like an actual ghost inside a mirror or you know whatever it may be oh you know i've never i've never run into anything let's ask that question we're just going to ask the guys can an actual physical object Yes, so they can hold energy is the first question. And so they're by basically the answer that they're giving, like if an object can hold energy, right? Because everything is made up of energy and energy can be malignant, you know, malicious. Then why in the like logic states, why couldn't malicious energy be contained within an object? So, you know, could an object actually be haunted? Yeah. Um, I have, you know, I'm thinking they keep, I keep seeing Annabelle, you know, you know, yeah, Annabelle, Annabelle, right? yeah, 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 like yeah, the the right? scary so keep... Annabelle or the, the <laughs> oh yeah, real yeah, Annabelle. yeah, yeah, the the scary uh, um, like the like well, yes, looks like the Raggedy Andy, yeah, yeah, but is haunted. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same thing of like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a witch, and so a witch, you know, you can curse an object, you can literally intentionally put so that you know, would I believe that you know, yes, absolutely, you can have a. Uh, a, a cursed or energy that's within it. Now, whether or not it impacts an individual, you know, requires, my opinion, requires some belief, right? So if you're mm-hmm. like carrying around a cursed stone and yet you don't believe it's cursed, it's probably not going to do much to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had the belief in that, um, now, as far as like poltergeist, that would be the other thing. Would that I mean, that's a question I'm going to ask. So could that actual cursed object turn into, and my guides are giving me a nod and an answer of a yes. So you could have a cursed object, have malicious energy in, in it. And if that malicious energy was, you know, intelligent, yeah, and they're, they're saying like that can happen, right? Uh, because they've got, you know, they've got, like the um, what is that one box? I think Dibbic it's a Ghost box. Adventures. Uh, the yes. Dibbic box. The, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I am <laughs> not. I you know, there there has been so much that has been you know documented and associated to it. So absolutely, is it possible? It, it is possible to, um, yeah. So then, I mean, so I then, don't. Sorry. Go ahead. So so then, some does somebody's belief in the make it like stronger so the more i believe it's cursed the stronger that curse is going to be then yeah yeah um very much so very much so um it doesn't like i said it doesn't mean it's still not going to you know impact somebody that doesn't have a belief right you know if you know somebody that didn't believe that annabelle was cursed you know went picked her up and hugged her you know they're also not going to associate the fact that they you know just spilled red wine on their khakis you know yeah. on the way to a job uh you know uh whatever and now they're gonna know that they just had wine at like they're not going to associate it to that so you're never mm-hmm. going to get any kind of like documentation or validation of these non-believers being impacted by a curse because they probably aren't going to associate their bad luck ill will or sickness or anything to it yeah right so, yeah, it's going to be more powerful if you it's going to impact you more if you believe in it. Um, and you're just you're probably not going to make the association if you don't, even, yeah. even though it may impact you, uh, you know, in an unlucky fashion, so to speak. Speaking of the Dybbuk box, uh, I know that like there's a whole thing where like Post Malone or Zach Baggins had taken Post Malone to because Zach Baggins Haunted Museum he has in Vegas. 
And then I don't know what happened while they were looking at it. And then I don't know if it was like the day after, a couple of days after Post Malone had gotten into like a really bad car accident. They're like, it's the Dubik box. Oh, um, no. You didn't hear about that? No, oh, I didn't. I didn't hear. Oh, yeah. I didn't no, hear about was, it either. Yeah, it was like, because oh you could see the um, like security footage because they have, you know, and so he's like showing him the box. And I think he opens, like takes the glass case off of it or something. I can't remember what Zach Baggins does. And something happens that like they both freak I, out okay. and then run out of the room. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then he had gotten into like a car accident um, days after. I can't remember what. See, this is like this is the kind of like I don't understand. Like, if Zach Baggins knows this, <laughs> you know, why would he do that? Like, if especially if he's somebody who believes in in in, in the Dubik box, why would you nilly will willy nilly go in there and take off this glass case that I'm assuming is has some kind of protection on it, right? Yeah, you know, there's, why would I mean, you just like because Zach Baggins. No, there's apparently because I actually went to to the Hansa Museum. Uh, I don't know how many years ago, and when it, and they'll actually be like, okay, this is where we have you know this item, the Dybbuk box. Uh, if you don't want to go in there, like you don't have to. You can step aside or wait for everyone to go through. I was like, do I go? Do I not? Do I go? And it's, this was after the whole Post Malone thing too. And literally, they're about to shut the doors. I was like, oh fuck it! Like, and I went inside, but I couldn't. I couldn't get myself to actually like look at the box. Everyone was kind of like moving around it and like taking a look around the glass case. And I just like kind of half looked at it, but was half looking at the ground. And I'm like, I don't know. This does, I can't, I can't bring myself to look at it. And then I like walked out. But I mean, there's other, other things that he had there that like I had no problem with. I did not go see Peggy the doll. Cause I hate dolls. Just freak me out. <laughs> um, you and Zach. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then there's like a, there's like a severed, se- a real severed head in one that was like mummified and I don't know what, but the thing with that one is you could only go one person at a time and like you were completely alone in the room with this box. And I'm like, absolutely not. So that was one that I skipped too, <laughs> but they do a great job of like building up that fear and like creating this environment. And they did talk about how he um, will hold seances, but also does a whole bunch of uh, like sigils and things like that for protection and making sure, I guess, energies stay where they're supposed to um, and things like that. But uh, even before I stepped foot in the actual uh, museum itself, like we were in the lobby area, I was already telling my boyfriend, I was like, I, don't know if they're pumping some EMFs in here, but I feel like I'm about to pass out and I don't know why. And I had to like squat down and just kind of like collect myself and then was able to go in and everything was fine, but it was weird, but it was a fun time. I, I would imagine if you're sensitive at all and you had a had lobby and there were other folks in that lobby. Yeah. 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 You've and got such an anxious. Space. Yeah. Yeah. Such an anxious. They do that intentionally. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Oh, okay. You get okay. all of that anxious energy bubbled into one space. Oh, yeah. That makes yeah. that makes mm-hmm. more sense. Yeah. Okay. I can I can see that. But it was that was a lot. And then yeah, once mm-hmm. we were actually in the museum, everyone kind of spreads out a little bit and wasn't as bad. But if you're ever in Vegas, Zach Baggins Hogs Museum. I plan is a, on it's a good it. time. I, yeah. My my brother lives in Vegas, and uh, I'm I'm determined to to head there at some point and go. So yeah. That was, that was my birthday present, like for one of my one birthday month. I was like, we're going to Vegas. We're going to this haunted museum. <laughs> but yeah. Well, we're right at about my an hour. My birthday is next month. Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be a good time. 
I mean, yeah, if if you do, I would love to hear what you thought about it because um, and what you pick up on it, because uh, if I'm not nearly as sensitive and connected as you are, and I was already feeling stuff. I can only imagine what you would be picking up. So um, and I will say when I because I like called in all like you said, ancestors, guides, like all this protection. When I walked out of the building, a little white feather just like came from I don't know where and like I caught it in my hand I was like all right I was protected I'm good we're safe no one's <laughs> nothing's following us back home and I did I felt fine so but yeah but Lou, uh, New Orleans was a different story New Orleans was New or- I feel like all of New Orleans is haunted though like it's oh, got yeah. so much so much history and uh, it's every everywhere like it's it's beautiful but it's like you you just it feels different i'll say that i guess oh it does it's um it's uh yeah it does i um i spent a month there two years ago two years ago uh is my first time but i one of some of the history of new orleans and the the sentiment if you start to research the magical back is it's also because it's below sea level the thought is the actual emote right because a lot of magic is around emotion being able to mm. pull that emotional energy and so it is just ripe with being yeah. able to like um emphasize and you know catalyze any of the energy around and you know the drunkenness and the yeah. disorderly is energy <laughs> in itself and that yeah. chaotic energy can do some pretty powerful magic so oh yeah new orleans is a mm. yeah but I mean, they no, say another like, time, another conversation. I could, I yeah, could, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, again, being below sea level and like water kind of being or said to be a conduit of spirits and stuff, it's just basically a perfect recipe for <laughs> an entirely haunted city town. Yep. Yeah. I was gonna say, so it's it's safe to assume I'm not really like I don't have to worry about continuing to see things then. No, it's, it, it's not uh, like, and and what I always say to everyone, you know, just ask, set the boundaries. I don't, I don't want to see them. You Mm -hmm. know, I don't want to see you. That's a, they'll respect it. Yeah. Yeah. I think just getting past that fear and, and well, and then the more you connect and do it, I'm sure the less scary it is. Cause it's like, you've been saying the fear of the unknown. That's, that's the true fear really. And once you get more knowledgeable about what you're working with and what you're doing it's it's not as scary but um but yeah so is there anything that you'd like to promote sunshine like where people can find you and some of the workshops that you offer and things like that yeah um absolutely uh you can always find me on the website sunshinereadings.com i always let people know that you can email me to sunshine at sunshinereadings.com i read it i answer it i'm the one behind it um, so I always love to get, uh, email in my inbox, uh, a couple of things. So I, I have a whole, I don't know, are you guys familiar with the unschooling term? If I say an unschool. Yeah. Like to what? No, uh, I have taken oh. doing undoing. Yeah. That. Well, so I have, I have a program that I call, uh, illuminates the unschool of witchcraft. So you talk about, um, these fear of the unknown. We, 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 dive through a lot of those fears. Um, and I teach uh, all of the psychic abilities, strengthening the confidence of that magical ritual and how to actually engage in magical practices in your life uh, and healing as well. So energetic healing and the ability to be able to heal yourself as well as others. Um, I also have a wait list open right now um, 
because if I get a hundred folks on it, I forget what, what number we're at by October 1st, I'll be introducing a money manifestation course, uh, in November. So, uh, I, if any of those things interest you always suggest for anyone, find me, uh, online at sunshine Why are, why are me and Michelle both hanging our heads to the, to the site? <laughs> that's, that's me listening. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're um, all doing it. We're like, Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Human nature does love to mimic, so yeah, could be. <laughs> uh, but no, okay. Well, that's that's great. Yeah, and I'm sure. Yeah, both Eric and I were like, "Oh, money manifestation." Um, but <laughs> I mean, but but even your, you know, the the unschooling. Just, I think that that's necessary. You know, for for people who like Eric and I are kind of like afraid or maybe you know don't really know. So, I, education, I feel like, is the the best best way to counteract to that fear and, and get over that. Um, so yes, I will definitely be looking into that and, and uh, seeing all that you have to offer for sure. I look forward to it. All right, guys. Well, that was our chat with sunshine. Yeah. I, I always love having, uh, you know, psychics uh, or mediums on to kind of give a little bit more insight of, I don't know. I don't want to say that world, but you know, people who maybe are a little bit more sensitive and, uh, kind of take away some of the maybe stigma or fear or you know confusion I guess of of any of those things and yeah I was definitely excited to hear her talk about like aliens <laughs> they just it's always it's always a little bonus uh, for me but that was that was fun and interesting but now it's like so just aliens hanging around people and yeah it's funny. Well, I mean, even even talking with Gazit Chaya that one time uh, they were, you know, they were saying about how they just kind of pop in for yeah. them as well. Or they kind of just manifested for them as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of corroborates, I guess, what what they what they said. So, yeah, I'm, and I've heard a lot of stuff about Dolores Cannon, too, and uh yeah, now I'm like, all right, I guess I gotta download some audiobooks and <laughs> get some some insight there too. I love how every time somebody mentions something or someone, you, you're always the one that's that says, "Yeah, I've I've heard of them," and I'm like, "Nah, never heard of it in my life." I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. I didn't um, say it was. I'm just saying, yeah. uh, you know. Oh, you mean for that me you know? to that oh. that yeah. I oh, I was saying on my part, like, I, I think know. it's a good thing that you know, like, everything about all of this. And then I'm just here, like, yeah, I'm just, no. I'm just here listening. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've mentioned it so many times before, as I just listened to too many podcasts. So these, and, th- and that's the thing is, like, I'm really bad with names or remembering names. Mm-hmm. So a name might sound familiar, but I have no idea why. Uh, but then sometimes it does. Or sometimes yeah. I've heard it so many times it's it's stuck. But yeah, I, I've definitely heard of Dolores Cannon um, and her I feel books like I'm really bad with, Yeah, I feel like I'm really bad with names too. Like if I see a face, yeah, <clears throat> I can remember a face. Yeah, and then sometimes I see somebody and I and I think I know you, just don't mm-hmm. remember your name. Yes, yeah, and and I'll and, and that's like the worst part. And well, I don't know if I'll leave this, but. That's the worst part too. Is like they're like, oh hi, my name is, you know, whatever it is, and it's like, oh okay, nice to meet you, Michelle. By the end of that sentence, I've already forgotten your name. Sometimes, like it's it's that bad. 
Yeah, um, same Z's. Unless, unless I like, unless it's something like I've definitely met Eric's before. I'm like, oh, easy. I'll never forget your name because it's my mm-hmm. brother's. Uh, but I need to associate something with you in order or with your name in order for me to remember. Uh, but yeah, that was funny. But yeah. So, and then it's also crazy again, another Michigander. Oh yeah. Michigan, uh, talking about basements, you know? So well, I, I was in Chicago and there's a lot of like these three story houses with, with basements. And I was like, yeah, I mean, the basement we stayed at was like a, a new build, so it wasn't like a creepy basement kind of thing. Um, Until you closed your eyes and turned off the lights. No, nah, I didn't get any bad <laughs> vibes from that place. It's pretty good. But um Yeah. Also if if any of you know any paranormal investigators in uh Michigan. Uh, let us know. Maybe we can reach out and interview somebody and then put them in contact with Sunshine. I feel like it's going to happen. We put it out into the universe. Who knows? We'll see. Watch and yeah. check our emails when we get off this recording and there's already going to be something <laughs> in our mailbox. That would be insane. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. All right, guys, if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedu.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media. So go like, follow, and share on Facebook or Instagram. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if y'all want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?